The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. What is going on, faithful? What a wonderful day. The 49ers are in the clubhouse. Wildcard round is done for us. And they're just waiting. They are just sitting there, waiting, licking their chops for the very next victim. Um, tonight, you know, we're recording this live. Um, this is Monday. We're at about 1230. Um, and the 49ers, they just get to sit there and wait. Because they get to play the winner of the Cowboys and the Bucks, which we've talked a lot about. I'm really, really excited about this. You know, again, I'll I'll jump out early and just say the entire show today is around the 49ers just being better than really any competition that they have, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, we'll go through some stats. We're going to do some Brock Purdy talk. We're going to jump into some updated Super Bowl odds, which will kind of back up the conversations that we're having. But on top of that, we're going to hear from Kyle Shanahan, Debo, Brock Purdy. We've got some clips, the great Juan Salas. And I do want to say this. We have a new producer that has joined the 49ers Rush team, which is awesome, um, helping just create content and all those things. And that's Trent Poe. I want to say thank you, Trent. Welcome to the team, my friend. Appreciate all the support. Excited to see what we can create together. So thank you to Trent. He joins an already all-star group of 49ers George, 365, the man, the myth, the legend, and Kilted Niner. Plus, we got all of our guys helping out of the back end. Clayton is the man running the chat today. So get your questions in. Um I've got a lot of notes I want to get through, but I would much rather turn this into a little bit more of a Q&A where we could get back and get a little back and forth. What's up, Yatsik, my man, the educator himself? Uh, today is a good day. It's Martin Luther King Day, uh, one of my favorite days of the year. Uh, just love it. Anybody that commits their life to service and justice for others, uh, incredible people. So find a way to bring that about in your community in whichever way you can. Um, I know we're a football show, but help people, love people, bring the community together, all great things, um, all great things. So, couple things. Um, I got to start off on a stat correction, um, a my bad moment. I made a huge mistake um, on Instagram and Twitter. I put out there, and I talked about this in the show yesterday, but I want to be real with you guys. Uh, trust is a big deal, and I do not – I always double-check my work, and I double-checked it this time. I just misread Pro Football Focus stat key. Um, 
Brock Purdy completed 18 passes, and they had he had three touchdown passes and 15 first down passes is what they had on Pro Football Focus. So 15 plus three equals 18. Therefore, I stipulated every single pass from uh, Brock Purdy that was completed resulted in a first down or touchdown. That was incorrect. Uh, Pro Football Focus, they attribute touchdown passes as first downs. So I was wrong on that. Um, so technically... It was 12 first downs and three touchdowns. So every pass did not, in fact, result in that. But that's okay. That's okay. So hopefully you guys, uh, I'll get better on my end. But I wanted to put that out there. I think it's important when people get stuff wrong. It was 100% my fault. Um, they kind of make up for it. You know what I mean? Um, and just like that, you know, I just finished the entire first half and second half breakdown of the offensive film. I loaded the first half on Patreon. Second half's loading right now. I will have the second half defensive or offensive breakdown up very, very soon on Patreon. But Brock Purdy even had a moment, which I thought was good because even as good as Brock Purdy's game was, he left some out there. Yeah, I mean, it's very important. Um, obviously, had missed one right before that, so... To get the ball to BA, have him make a play and, and just create some momentum was huge for us, huge for myself. You know, as a quarterback, you want to, you know, start the game off with some co completions and just get into a rhythm. And so it was huge for myself. It was huge for the team. Because that very first play, the very first passing play, again, Kyle Shanahan just kind of came out, you know, just throwing the ball like crazy. And, you know, he missed a wide open Debo. And then the exact same play later in the game, except to Ayuk, nailed it. Um, you know, Purdy was just, golly, he was good. He was so freaking good. Um, so what I wanted to do, I wanted to go through all of the quarterbacks briefly, um, in the wildcard round and kind of just compare them, whether it's yards, passing touchdowns, interceptions, and passer rating and see where Purdy stacks up because, you know, we as Niners fans, we're pretty Niners centric. That's just kind of what we do, right? We root for our team. Brock Purdy finished with 332 pass yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, and one rushing touchdown. Um, his passer rating was a 131.5. That's what he finished with. So accounted for four touchdowns, zero interceptions. So let's just go through these quarterbacks. Geno Smith, who we played against, he threw for 253, two touchdowns, one interception, 98.9. Kirk Cousins, 273. Pass yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, one rushing touchdown. He had a 112.9. Lost. Throwing for three yards on fourth and eight is an interesting concept, but whatever. Kirk Cousins, I think, has won four primetime games out of, I think, 50 uh, primetime or playoff games. He just always misses. What's up, Jamil? Uh, I freaking love it. Jamil, thank you so much for the gift of the super chat. I love the boondocks, uh, AVI. That was what's up, man. I think that was the boondocks. If I was wrong, my bads. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think that's what it was. But thank you so much for your gift and your generosity there. Sticking with these quarterbacks, Daniel Jones, who I think was probably after Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's was the best. Um, probably the best quarterback performance so far in the wild card round. We still got Dak. We still got Brady. Daniel Jones threw for 301, two touchdowns, passed, zero interceptions, did have 78 rush yards. He finished with a 114 passer rating. So second highest passer rating, right? Brock, 131.5. Daniel Jones, 114.1. And I, I just got to be real. Daniel Jones, who I have not been a fan of, didn't like him in my draft evaluation, he's throwing to nobody. 
Like he has the worst wide receiver group in the playoffs and he bet was the second best quarterback. Uh, so I do want to say tip of the cap to him, but whenever you play in the Minnesota Vikings who have probably the worst defense, not named the Detroit lions. Um, anyway, you're going to look good. Herbert, Justin Herbert with the chargers, 273, one touchdown, no interception, 84.7 Trevor Lawrence. That dude was all over the place. 288 yards, four touchdowns passing, but four interceptions. But came back, won the game with a 70.2 passer rating. Skylar Thompson, the quarterback that was picked 15 spots before Brock Purdy, 220 yards, one touchdown pass, two interceptions, 44.7. He had the worst uh, rating of any wildcard quarterback. Josh Allen, 352 yards passing, so he threw for more yards than Purdy. Three touchdowns, two interceptions, finished with the 93.1. Uh, Tyler Huntley, 226, two touchdowns, one interception, 92 rating. Pretty good for Huntley. And Burrow, um, 209, didn't really throw the ball that much. One touchdown, no interception, 99.6. That's all of them. Um, now, Alexander says Purdy should have been picked twice. Neither would have been, um, but neither would have been his fault. I don't know about two. There were possibilities. One of them was a slant route that went off like the fingertips of a linebacker. That one was for sure. Um, I don't know about two. Is it possible that they could have had those? Maybe. But I don't know. I think he protected the ball really, really well. Uh, And a lot of the contested catches that Brock Purdy throws or contested targets, I should say, the defender has his back to the quarterback. He's really good at noticing Right, Seahawks do a lot of cover three, very similar to what we do. So he's practiced against it for 13 weeks against the 49ers. He's great at recognizing trail technique, and he will he gets aggressive and throws it to contested windows when there's a trailing defender um, in coverage. So uh, Yatsik, my man, dude, thank you for the gift, Fred. He said it's a weird feeling to feel this confident about how the 49ers will play ahead of these playoffs. What a complete roster the 49ers have. It's not close. It's not close. Um, it, it's 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 insane, in fact, whether D-line, offensive line. We got a top five offensive line the way they're playing. With Jake Brindle out there. With Aaron Banks out there. With Burford out there. Like, with Mike McGlinchey out there, who's been great. It's been great. Um, yeah, this roster, top to bottom, is great. It's just Find a weakness, right? I've said on offense, the biggest weakness was our center position, not in pass protection, 100% blocking efficiency for Jake Brindle. Does he miss a lot of run blocking assignments? He does. He doesn't have the strength to compete with some of those bigger defensive tackles, which Al Woods is huge uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. That's going to be an issue. But a lot of our big plays are going outside anyway, so little effect there. Defensively, find the weakness. People would have said Demo. How's that working out? Dude was baller, right? Uh, Shout out to the producer, Clayton. He says, per points bet sportsbook, Kirk Cousins is now 4-42 and in primetime playoff games after last night. Do not want. uh, And I'm so thankful that Kyle Shanahan did not get his way. He didn't get his way. Um, He didn't get his way. Steven. I want to jump more back into that. So I'm going to circle back to the whole Kirk Cousins, all that kind of stuff. Steven, what's up, man? He says, John, would you rather have the Niners play Bucks or Cowboys? Bucks, big time. He goes on to ask, if they play the Bucks, Purdy could be the first and only rookie to beat Tom Brady in the regular and postseason game. He's the first rookie to ever beat him. 
Could beat them twice within six weeks. It's a bad matchup for the Bucs. Now, they did get their center, Ryan Jensen, back off of IR. Giant move. Ryan Jensen might be the best center in the NFL. Eh, he's top three. Jason Kelsey, whew, unreal this year. Creed Humphrey, um, he, he's top five. Ryan Jensen is a top five center. He's great. How will he play kind of coming off IR? He's been on there all year. He went on before the season started. So uh, curious to see how that's going to look. They need him against the Cowboys. Uh, no doubt about that. Now, I want to kind of double back just a little bit on this conversation about, you know, quarterbacks and kind of all that stuff. But before we do, a couple more updates uh, just for this week. So tonight, oh, I didn't even load the picture. I, I got to get better at this. Here we go. I'm loading it now. Tonight, we're going to be doing a Zoom hangout, which I am so pumped about. Um, join us, Jay Rice here over on Patreon. We're going to start at 8 p.m. tonight. So during the Monday night football game, we're going to watch the end of that um, and talk about the 49ers matchup, whether that's the Bucks or the Cowboys. So we're going to watch the end of the game together on Zoom and then talk just a little bit to preview the rest of the week. So that's what we got tonight. Tomorrow, you get us not once, but twice. John and Wayne shows our traditional time, 1 p.m., um, we'll be live on my channel. Then we're going to be live over on 49ers.com. So, and we're going to be giving away an autographed Eric Armstead mini helmet. Now, um, if you want to join us over there, you do have to pay for a yearly subscription with the supporters club, but guess what? We got them to create a $50 off your yearly subscription. It's 75 bucks. You get 50 bucks off. It's only $25 if you use our promo code PLAYOFF50. Uh, one word, PLAYOFF50. You get $50 off your yearly membership over at 49ers.com. So excited. This is the third time that they have had us on, which means absolute world to me. Uh, it's 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 a big deal. And it's a great program. They send you all kinds of like giveaways and gifts and whatever else. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So check that out. Again, 49ers.com. Use the promo code PLAYOFF50. Then, even more, we have our live call-in show, me and Ant from 49ers Cutback for Patreon members only. That's going to be Wednesday at 1 p.m. So uh, those are kind of our shows for the week. Again, we hear from you guys on those, right? So you call in. You jump in here. You ask your questions. We talk back and forth. It's a good time. Um, so if that's what you want to do, Head over to Patreon. Uh, very, very simple. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush podcast or just Google 49ers Patreon. We pull up that way. Now, look at Juan. Juan Salas, the man. It was so cool hanging out with you and your family this week, Juan. Uh, just amazing people. He, he says, worth it, plus the goodie box. Congrats, brother. Thank you, Juan. Well, we built this thing together, baby. And sticking with Juan, why not? Um, our YouTube channel, which a lot of you guys are watching now, hit 3 million views uh, this morning, which is really, really cool. So we uh, we keep grinding. It took like three years, <laughs> which probably isn't good, to get to a million views. Took us a year and a half to get to 2 million. Took us five months after that to get to 3 million. We just keep climbing. Um, we're not the viral podcast. I don't want to be a viral podcast. I want to be a consistent podcast, building a positive community with great people. And you look at these names all up and down the chat, and that's exactly what it is. Uh, Matt, oh my gosh. Uh, Matt had a great time hanging out with him this weekend. Listen to this. He says, I just want to say that the tailgate you threw 
and the experience for a first-time attendee of a Niners game was top tier. I couldn't have asked for a better atmosphere, more welcome group. Thanks, Ben, Matt. That was so cool hanging out, Ben. Um, and we, we just had an absolute blast. Here's a, a picture. Matt's in there. Where's he at? I see him in there somewhere. But, I mean, we just – it was so cool. Um, it was so cool. Now, I unfortunately, I cannot do – a party this weekend. I can't go to the game. I've got my ski trip this weekend. Um, but I will say this. I will commit to this. If the Niners are hosting in the NFC Championship, I will be there. I don't think I'm going to be able to fly out to Philly. I've tried to make the numbers work and all that stuff and the family stuff and all that. I just don't think I'm going to be able to swing it. Um so, if the Niners are hosting the NFC Championship, we will throw together a party and a tailgate. We'll get it all set up. Um, also, we're going to Glendale. So, for the Super Bowl, I'm expecting the Niners to be there. So, we're going to be there for that. Even if the Niners don't go, we're going to be hosting a watch party uh, for 49ers fans in Arizona because they didn't get a game this year because we were in Mexico City instead of Arizona. So they've got an awesome fan chapter out there. So we're going to put some stuff together to get the people together, have a good time. Now let's stick with that Super Bowl theme. The football outsiders who do some great work, they updated their Super Bowl percentages. And it's interesting. Okay, so I'm not going to start at the very bottom. I'll just do the top six teams. Coming in at number six, Cowboys 2.3% chance of winning the Super Bowl. According to Football Outsiders, Bengals, number five, 7.1%. Eagles, they've dropped huge, 17.2%. Chiefs, 17.6%. Bills, second, 24.3%. First place for the first time this year, the 49ers, 27.3%. Why are they first? Because of the ways in which they can win games. You know, the title of this show episode, whether you're watching or listening, is the 49ers are a cut above. They're a cut above. They can win with defense. They can win with a great running game. They can win with a great passing game. Special teams still causes some issues, but it has improved. Figure out the way in which you want to win a game. Niners can do that. There's so many ways. If you go back and you watch that first half, the Seahawks played it about as perfectly as they possibly could. And you saw Pete Carroll's gum chomping self dancing up and down and jumping around and almost celebrating going into the half because they were up 17 to 16. They played it perfectly. Then they got boat raced in the second half. They didn't belong. And so for a team to come out and play a perfect half, to be up by one and still lose by 18 points, even though you got a garbage time touchdown at the end, like that's why everybody's starting to realize this 49ers team is problems. You know, ha- shout out to my boy Chuck, you know, as- at host Chuck B. He does all the draft coverage. Wouldn't have started the show without him. Um, you know, he's a diehard Eagles guy, and he texted me, man, 49ers are a problem. And that's just all there is. They are a problem. Now, are they a good matchup against the Chiefs or the Bills? Well, we'll have to see. I'll say this. Josh Allen doesn't protect the ball. Kansas City, we'll see. Uh, They're great. But they've had our number. But, man, we had a lot of different players back then than we do now. 
Seven defensive starters were out against the Chiefs. Eight at the end of the game. When when Drake Greenlaw left that game in the second half, that's whenever it got weird. That's when it got weird. So I just think there's so much about this team that just brings out wins. And, man, right here, RTP, my man, second half adjustments are second to none. You know, somebody asked me, like, okay, what is it that makes it a good coach? What makes you a good coach? There's several different ways. You win with scheme. You win with fundamentals. You can win with tendency breakers. You can win with adjustments. The 49ers have almost all those things. We have the roster and the depth, the players that have been built in. Talked about how great the roster is, right? It's it's incredible. But in the second half, they come out and just dominate every freaking time. Ah, ah. Real quick, new sponsor. Here we go. Excited to announce our new betting partner, BetUS. They have the simplest platform that I've experienced, and it's very easy to get in. They have their props up all the time. All you got to do is use the link in the description of this video and or podcast, whatever you're watching or listening. Just That's going to take you there. You get a 125% sign-up bonus whenever you deposit at least $50. You get a 100% match on all your sports betting and a 25% free bet on a casino betting. They've got everything you need, whatever sport it is, basketball, football, baseball, whatever. Futures, they've got so much stuff up on. It is so fun. We've been betting here for a while. We have done very, very well. So if you want to bet with us, head over to BetUS, but make sure you use the link in this description so that you get that bonus and it helps out the show Fast, easy payouts. Customer service is great. Um, first time I deposited with them, I called just to see how it would go. Talked to a human in less than like 10 seconds. It was simple. So check it out. Link in the description of this video. Bet with us at BetUS. All right. Now, one of the things that was crazy to me is, man, I, I feel bad. I don't really remember who said. Somebody put me on this. And the question was very, very simple. How did we get Brock Purdy? Right? How did we get this guy? We picked him 262. So where did that pick come from? Because it's a comp pick, right? It's a compensation pick that we got because we lost so many free agents the year before. So in the 2021 offseason, you lose players, you sign less than you lost, right? That's the idea. So I went back. Started tracking all the numbers. Shout out to uh, 49ers. I'm sorry, 49ers cap. Jason, he does a great job. Uh, was talking to him about this as well to make sure because I wanted to verify. Am I right on this? Uh, he said I was. The way that we got Brock Purdy was because of CJ beat hard. That's right. I see you slick. CJ Beathard. When he signed with the Jaguars, he was the last compensation pick that was awarded an extra pick to the 49ers. That's why we got the last pick. C.J. Beathard. And so it, it kind of goes full circle. It's just talking about Kirk Cousins and his 4-42 and 42 or whatever. I hate Kirk Cousins. I really don't like him. I know his stats are always good and whatever. He's just not a winner. He's just not a winner. He has the best wide receiver in the NFL, and his stats are good, but he's just not a winner. Um, you're like, oh, they won 13-4 games. Find any memorable primetime game that he does well. Nah, I don't like it. I don't like it. And so back to this idea, when Kyle Shanahan came in, 
they had the idea that, you know what, they weren't going to touch quarterbacks because they were going to get Kyle the next year. So they didn't even grade quarterbacks. They drafted C.J. Beathard in the third round, passed on Patrick Mahomes, which was wrong, passed on Deshaun Watson, which was wrong, character issues, but whatever. He didn't have any character issues before that draft, but that's a whole other thing. So we get C.J. Beathard in the third, and because they were watching so much C.J. Beathard right here, Big Papa, that's how they found out about George Kittle, who they took in the fifth round. Now, C.J. Beathard was a mess, you know, never really checked out, was tough as hell. They let him walk. He gets signed by good old Trent Baalke down in Jacksonville. Duval. Uh, <laughs> somebody got that chant. Uh, there we go. Adam MacArthur, I see it. The Jags. And so they sign him for way too much money. But we get the comp pick, which results in Brock Purdy. And, you know, we didn't end up getting Kirk Cousins because they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo, who's been great, uh, by far well worth the second-round pick. Incredible, just the way it goes full circle. Now, Jimmy G's not coming back next year, and you'll get another compensation pick, probably a third-round pick or a fourth-round pick for Jimmy G wherever he signs, but you won't get that pick until 2024. It's always a year delayed, right? Um, so you get compensation this pick for guys that left last year. That's the idea. Um, but just wow. Who would have guessed that C.J. Beathard would have helped us get George Kittle and Brock Purdy? It's just weird, right? Whenever you put the context to how all these, you know, web of connections take place and this led to that and chaos theory and whatever else. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. Uh, that That's just me. I know I'm a weirdo, but I think it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, it, it's just, it's weird. Now, Back to Brock Purdy, uh, Williamson NFL, Matt Williamson. He put out a stat. The 49ers are averaging 34.8 points per game since Brock Purdy started playing football for us. So from that Miami game through the Seattle wildcard game, 34.8. That's crazy. We were averaging just over 22 points uh, during the Jimmy G tenure and, you know, whatever else. You've jumped up almost 12 points per game since Brock Purdy's come in. Whew, golly. Uh, Adam said, I got CJ's autograph, probably time to frame it. That's right, man. What he has done for this team, it's a lot. Uh, it is it is a whole lot. And so I, I'm super pumped. I'm just so excited, man. I, I don't know what else to say besides the fact that, like, we are so freaking lucky to be where we are. And again, the film backs it up. You can talk about stats. You talk about points per game. You talk about whatever you want. And, you know, I went through the second half of the film, and I asked this question. It was very simple. Is this Shanahan or is this Purdy? And the answer was yes. It was half and half. There were like four plays where you had like wide open 49ers, schemed open, and it operated perfectly. That's Shanahan, right? So, like, four gigantic plays where it was like, yep, that was all Shanahan. Then there were, like, four plays where it was like, yep, that was 100% Brock Purdy. Like, play broke down, wasn't open. He does crazy stuff. He makes an elite throw. Like, his reading, you know, if you look at that Elijah Mitchell touchdown or the CMC touchdown where it's like, boom, 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 check back on the other side. Dudes get through five reads. Yeah, RTP, baby. He says... BP has the offense running on high octane. 
right now. Ah, it shows up, man. It it's just it's cooking. It's cooking, man. Kittle, Kittle Thor. I like that. It says, imagine being an opponent and having to put up over 34.8 points against the number one defense in the NFL. That's so well said. And it's only happened once this year. That was the Chiefs. They put up 44. So, you know, if the 49ers keep that. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. If you care about security and convenience, you need Eufy Video Lock. Let's just say you're sitting on the couch and you want to lock the door and you don't want to get up. Got you covered. You're wondering who's visited your house while you're away from home? Done. You want video that's stored on your device without a monthly fee? Eufy Video Lock has everything that you need. On top of that, it's easy to install. You don't have to drill anything. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. That's it. Keyless entry, fingerprint recognition, no battery anxiety, and they have 24-7 customer support on standby for you whenever you need it. So if you haven't yet, go to Eufy Video Lock. You can Google it. You can check out the videos and all those things. That is E-U-F-Y Video Lock or visit ufeofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Ufe video lock. That's it. You know, uh, the va- the Raiders put up 34. So the Raiders did, right? The Raiders did put up 34. We put up 37. It, it's it's just a lot. It's a lot. Uh, Big Papa says, Shanahan trusting Purdy opens up this offense. Uh, yeah, I think that's well said. And you just have so many... How to, there's so many clips where he, he just talks about how great Purdy is and confidence in Purdy. Like, I've got four clips from Juan Salas that are all labeled confidence in Purdy with Kyle Shanahan. Here's the most recent one. Hey, I freaking love it. Felt that way from the beginning. You know, once he got in that game versus Miami, you know, we didn't have um, – we didn't have the luxury to sit there and worry about stuff the way the game was going. Um, we just had to call plays to try to win the game, and he did such a hell of a job, and he's done it every time since. So um, we got a lot of confidence in him, and he gives us more and more confidence each week. Got a lot of confidence in him, and he gives him more and more. Now, probably the funniest part was a question was asked at the post-game press conference to Kyle. Do you get used to Purdy doing all his, like, 
jumping around all that stuff and again Juan Salas is incredible he even embedded the video on this stuff that dude is he's crushing it but yeah listen to Kyle like do you ever get used to like the purdy craziness no um I mean he was great on some that last one it was very close um ended up it was unbelievable the throw he made in the corner um to BA I know he just missed that but um you know he, he's he's got a feel for it it definitely makes me nervous on it, some of it but um he did a hell of a job getting away. He knows his body. He's out there and see how close he is to those guys. And um, he tries to never give up on a play. And he's been very smart with the ball so far. So I appreciate he's doing it. Yeah. I mean, he's just protecting the ball. And I know we saw the comment earlier where it's like, ah, oh, could have thrown two interceptions. Could have. That's not the way stats work. Not the way stats work. Could have. Could have thrown four touchdown passes. Right? Because that play, man, he hit IU. That was the best play. His best play of his entire career was a drop pass. Um, and he got hit. He took a hit for it. He held the ball. I counted it out. Over nine seconds. It was like 9.3 seconds that he held the ball. He ran a lot. Now, Purdy was asked about it and was getting hit worth it. That play at the end of the game where he scrambled like crazy, then hit Ayuk in the corner, and he dropped it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was on my left side. Um, you know, nothing from that hit. It was, it was a good, clean hit from the defensive lineman. Um Obviously, in that kind of situation, I got to be smarter with, you know, getting the ball out if, it's, if the first read's not there um, instead of doing all that extra stuff. But, um, yeah, it was just – I felt like it was one of those situations where, man, if we can just put one more touchdown in, put the nail in the coffin, um, at the same time, a field goal is just, just as good. So, somewhere I got to be smart with and, you know, just throw it away if it's not there. And, you know, it, it's funny because so many people were like, oh, well, what about Debo? He hasn't had much time with him. Brock Purdy came into Miami game. Debo had twice as many targets as anybody else whenever he first came in. You look at this game, Debo had nine targets. Next closest was five, so almost twice as much. Debo's going to be contested. You hit Debo, Debo's great. And so, like, that's worked out great. Melissa, she says, John, how much do you think the tell-it-to-him-straight mindset, no sugarcoating, has to do with Shani Trust? You've, you've got to go, and again, whenever I used to coach, like, you had to figure out a player. Every player is different. Like, if you're a hard-ass coach and you're always just, like, mean and whatever else, that's cool. That doesn't work for everybody. I used to say this as a teacher, too, whenever I was training other teachers. I was like, look, you got to be you. That's number one. Because if you're somebody you're not, kids pick up on that. Players pick up on that. You're a phony. Like, don't be that. Be who you are. I say the same thing to YouTubers or people trying to start a podcast. I get so many like, <clears throat> hey, I want to start a podcast. What would you recommend? Here's the two things I say. I say start. Don't wait for perfection. And two, be who you are. Because if you're a high energy guy, that's cool. Be that. But if you're not, don't try to force yourself to be a high energy guy or person because you can't maintain that. I don't even know. I think this is like episode 780-something. I think we're at like 785. I don't know. But you can't fake who you are 785 times. It's exhausting. You have to be who you are. Me, I'm a red-cheeked, high-energy, positive, a-hole sometimes that just loves the 49ers, right? And so 
you don't you don't have to fake it whenever that's who you are. Like I understand my shortcomings, I understand what I'm good at, and you just stay in your wheelhouse. You know what I mean? I know football, I know film. That's what I know. And I like people. So I want to spend my time on those things. I'm not viral. I don't want to be viral. That's not something I want to be. Like, you know, I I, I talk with like all these people in marketing, like, oh, we got to do this, we got to do this, let's do this. And it's like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I, I don't I don't want the the titles of like, you know, the thumbnails of, Ooh, what if blah, blah, blah. And th- that like make all those things. What's up, Dave? Dave says you forgot handsome. I know. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, but like be who you are. So back to Melissa's comment, you can't treat Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance and Brock Purdy the same way. They're all different. They're all different. That's not a bad thing. That's not an insult. They just are. The way in which you've been able to trust Brock Purdy is interesting. You watch him walk into a game, right? They show Brock Purdy walking into the stadium like they always do the quarterbacks, and you'd always have, you know, Jimmy G looks like he's stepping off a fashion thing because he's just, he's handsome, he's tall, he's Italian, he's beautiful. I get it, right? Brock Purdy ain't that. He's not that. Dude's not showing up wearing name brand anything. He's just showing up. He looks like the freaking Lego character, like the generic Lego character, right? Like, it's he's not, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying the dude's generic looking as, as anything. He's literally the last pick of the NFL draft. He's small for NFL standards. He's in a room with freaking 6'3", Jimmy Garoppolo, 6'5", Trey Lance, and here he is, six foot, little nothing, Iowa, whatever, right? That's who he is. Not trying to be mean. I love Brock Purdy. I love Brock Purdy. But it's just different. This dude came in, you're scout team, buddy. Like, I don't have to walk on eggshells with a scout team player. You either get it or you get out. Well, he got it, right? And so you you listen to every single teammate, whether it's Debo, Kittle, Shanahan, CMC, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, blah, 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 fill in the blank. Everybody says the same damn thing. Everybody says the same damn thing. Yeah, he's for real. He's for real. He's for real. Now, Debo was asked, this was yesterday, because we could string together probably 20 minutes of press clippings of everybody just saying, I got a lot of trust in Brock Purdy. Got a lot of trust in him. I trust him. I trust Brock Purdy. Well, here's Debo. This was yesterday. Um, not at all. Um, for me, uh, he kind of showed it during the preseason a little bit. And um, the first game he ever started, you know, uh, he called a timeout. Um, and that kind of shocked me and Cal. Like, Cal don't play that. And it kind of showed me the, the type of guy he is and how, you know what I'm saying, how good he is with making a timeout when Cal don't got to do that. <laughs> so, like, if you go back, I forget what it was. I think it was a Peter Schrager's and McVay's podcast. It was called like, man, what was it called? Taking Flight or something? I don't know. It was a year ago, and Peter Schrager for the NFL Network, he had on, I think it was Shanahan, McVay, and Robert Sala, perhaps. There might have been somebody. Matt LaFleur might have been on there, too. I don't know. But there was he did a whole series of coaches, and – Robert Sala, the question was somewhere around these lines. I'm paraphrasing. It's been over a year since I've heard this clip. But 
they asked Robert Sala, like, was there ever a time where Kyle Shanahan, like you made him really mad or you got bad at him? And Sala told this story about how he called a timeout one time. The DC, right? Robert Sala called a timeout. Shanahan lost it and just started, you know, MFing him and all this stuff. Never in all my time have I ever had a DC call a timeout. You don't call timeouts. But for Purdy to come in in his first game and to feel that he has the power, which he doesn't. <laughs> but, like, do you see what I'm saying? This dude does not ad adhere to protocol. He doesn't. It, it, it doesn't work. That's not who he is. He didn't get here in a prototypical way. Barely got drafted. 262. Skylar Thompson got picked ahead of him, right? And so you got to be yourself. I saw in the comments that he's building his own brand. You're doing it your own way. You have to. Because the playbook that's put in, been put out there for quarterbacks to have success in this league does not apply to Brock Purdy. It doesn't. That system failed him. Went to a big time. He got offered by Alabama. Nick Saban offered him a scholarship to play quarterback there. And he said no. He said no. I want to go play for Matt Campbell? I want to go to Iowa. Sorry, I don't want to be mean to Iowa. George Kittle going to get me. In freaking Iowa? I don't want to go to Alabama either. Um, I don't want to go there either. But he just, it's its its not the, it's not the correct path. But it's the correct path for him. And there's going to be every single, I'm telling you right now, right? He's not Tom Brady. That's all I'm trying to say. But. Other teams are going to be saying, and again, whenever we watch the draft in day three, they're going to show Brock Purdy clips 25 times. And the 49ers have continued to buck the trend on how teams evaluate different players, right? Because if they're showing a wide receiver during the draft, oh, he's a Debo Samuel type. If they show a tight end, oh, he's a George Kittle type. Oh, if they show a defensive end, oh, that's Nick Bosa type. They show a linebacker, oh, he's a Fred Warner type, right? You continue to reshape the standard that is the NFL. And you don't do it on purpose. You know, if, if you did it on purpose, you wouldn't draft George Kittle in the fifth round. If you did it on purpose, you don't draft Debo Samuel in the second round. He's an all-pro first-round receiver, right? If you did it on purpose, as much as the 49ers can say they like Brock Purdy, and they do, you don't draft him 262 if you believed what he was. You don't. And you can say the same thing about Tom Brady back at 199. Bill Belichick, he fell in your lap. Now, did they like him more than anybody else? Yes. And so they get credit for that. But nobody, including John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, would have ever dreamt that this would happen. Ever. The kid is unbelievable. We now have seven games. Six out of seven games over 30 points. Seven consecutive games. He didn't even start the first one against Miami. At least two touchdown passes. At least two. I mean, if, if we just... <laughs> his stats alone, he has the same number of touchdown passes in the playoffs as Jimmy Garoppolo does after one freaking game. Like, like you know what I mean? One game. That's all. Jimmy's played six. He's played one. He has the same number of touchdowns. And that's not an insult to Jimmy. Jimmy's great. 
And Jimmy deserves to get paid. Jimmy deserves to start in this league. But what we're seeing right now with Brock Purdy makes no sense. Defies all odds and logic. But it sure as hell is fun, isn't it? Ugh, I love it, man. Sorry, I went on a little rant there. Uh, <laughs> um, the Mom Mafia from the Your Mom podcast talked about my dream of booking Bosa's What Would It Take for My Dream to Come True? So Your Mom podcast, that's Christian McCaffrey's mom. I don't know the other um, lady that's on it, but yeah, it's Christian McCaffrey's mom and somebody else if y'all want to check it out. But yeah, the idea of getting two Bosa's, Joey Bosa definitely had a rough uh, thing, terrible officiating, kind of triggered him and kind of cost them the game, the Chargers. But yeah, it, officials are so bad. You watch that roughing the passer call against Kirk Cousins. I mean, you can go on and on and on, but whatever. I'm here to tell you this. Nobody is going to get rid of Joey Bosa. You can't get him, even if you wanted to. If you offered five first-round picks, the Chargers would say no. Um, and I, again, I'm going to go back to who am I? I could do a whole podcast on why the 49ers should trade for Joey Bosa, and it will get 10,000 views. But I would have to be disingenuous. Uh, I can't even say that word. I would have to lie to myself and to you in order to put that content out there because it's not, it's zero chance that it could happen. Disingenuous. Is that correct? Clayton, I got two thumbs up. There we go. Hashtag Texas education system uh, doing its finest, baby. So again, you know, the trade podcast and the trade videos that people do, I understand it. I really do understand it because it gets a lot of traffic. I'm here to tell you right now. And, and again, here, I'll let, let's let's just play this out real quick just so I, I can help myself and you guys because I know I'm going to get this a lot. And, yeah, I would love to have Joey Bosa. I mean, that would just be absolutely incredible. But if, and, again, this is a huge if, Joey Bosa has 38 million dead cap. Dead cap. 38 million. Dead cap next year, thirty-eight million. Do you, you get that number? So if the Chargers trade him, they still are paying him thirty-eight million dollars next year. You don't play a player, you don't pay a player forty million dollars to play for another team. And on top of that, they've got a stud quarterback. Whoever their head coach is, I think D'Amico should go there. If D'Amico's going to go anywhere, um, D'Amico has an interview with every single head coaching vacancy out there, and I think the Chargers going to be the next one to open up. Um, but you've got Justin Herbert, who's incredible. They've got a lot of talent, a lot of young talent. You do not trade away a premium pass rusher and pay him $40 million to play for another team. So, uh, man, I don't know. I, I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I just I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't think it is. Now, sticking with money, Yatsik, I like this question. What does having two cheap young quarterbacks do for a financial situation going forward? It lets you pay and keep everybody that you want. You get to keep Ayuk. You get to keep Bosa. Might get to keep Mike McGlinchey, which two months ago, I would say, oh, I don't want that guy. Let him go. Dude's played the best football of his entire career for two months straight. Two months straight. Didn't give up one pressure. Oh, he was so good. He's been so good. So it lets you keep those guys. Uh, it lets you bring back Tayshawn Gibson 
on probably a one-year, last-year deal of his career-type number. He's old. He's 32. Um, maybe a Jimmy Ward. I don't know. He's he's flourished in that role, that nickelback. It took a while. He's been pretty damn good. So so I don't know. I, I think the idea of having two, and, and that's another thing. Everybody wants to put out there, trade Trey Lance. I don't understand that argument one bit. Brock Purdy should be the guy moving forward. I believe that 100% to be true. I'm a Trey Lance guy, by the way. Y'all listen. Y'all know that. But how many quarterbacks do you have to see get injured throughout the entire NFL to have somebody that you trust and believe in to come in? Having Trey Lance as the backup is the best news in the entire freaking world. Right? Look at Skylar Thompson. Look at Tyler Huntley. Look at, I mean... All these quarterbacks getting hurt everywhere. Now you're going to have two cheap quarterback options? That's a positive, not a negative. Keep in mind, Trey Lance still 22 years old. Let him chill behind Purdy. And if Purdy just keeps doing what he's doing, great. You're getting the production at the quarterback level you want at a very reasonable price with two rookie contracts, even though Trey was the number three overall pick. Who gives a damn? Who cares? You're getting the production that you want based on the capital you spent, just not from the people you thought it was from. That isn't affecting. That's a sunken cost fallacy, right? So the idea like, well, we got to hold on to them because of the money, that, that's not what it is. No, no, no. Don't do that. You hold on to him because he's a cheap backup option that you still believe in. Just because Brock Purdy's amazing doesn't mean Trey Lance can't be great. Those are not mutually exclusive terms, right? Because Brock Purdy's amazing, and Brock Purdy should be the quarterback for the foreseeable future, no doubt about it. Injuries do happen. He's already been injured once. Look at Kyle Shanahan's schemes. Good gosh. Look at Matt LaFleur up in New York. They went through three quarterbacks. Look at McDaniel in Miami. They went through four quarterbacks. Look at Kyle Shanahan. They went through three quarterbacks, right? So you need those backup things, but I don't want to go that way. And I, You guys, y'all got me. Y'all tricked me. You got me talking about next year. We, we got to be in the moment. We got to be in the moment. Big Papa. He says, this year taught us we need a strong quarterback room. Thank you. And it's cheap. It's so cheap. Um, well said. James, thank you so much for the super chat, my friend. He said, if the 2012 play, uh, Niners played the current Niners squad, who's winning? This team. I, I've been saying for a while. It's not my original thought. Uh, this came from a Patreon member. I don't remember off the top of my head. We want to comp compare this team to the 2012-2013 Harbaugh 49ers. They are not that team. They're not that team. They are the 1994 49ers. That is who this team is. With an elite defense that added a free agent corner that put them over the top. With one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL, maybe of all time. 1994, not 2012. Right? Um, that's the difference. That is the difference. Steve Young had one of the greatest seasons of all time for any quarterback ever. Now, Brock Purdy's doing the same damn thing. Same damn thing. Same damn thing, just in a smaller window, right? Now, I'm going to do this live on air because I'm just curious. I told you, Brock Purdy has thrown seven games in a row, two or more touchdowns, right? So seven straight games with two or more touchdowns. I'm going to go to the 1994 season when Steve Young won the MVP. 
Do you know how many games Steve Young threw two or more touchdowns in a row? I'm, I'm just counting this live. Uh, he did week 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. He only did it six times. He threw one touchdown the uh, week 16 against Minnesota, and they lost that one. They benched their starters. So that could have broke it, right? Um, but he only did six. So you're talking about an MVP-type season with Steve Young in 1994. He did it six games. This kid did it his first seven games consecutively. I know it's different times, but that 94 team was for real. Now, hold on. Let me go to the playoffs for 1994 because I want to see if he if he picked it back up there. He didn't. Uh, the first game in the wild card round against the Bears, he only threw one touchdown. They won 44-15, to 15, but... So that doesn't even work. But then he threw six touchdowns in the Super Bowl, which is still probably the best ever. Um, so we're in rare territory. That's all there is to it. Troy, what's up, Troll? No, Troy Noel? He says, CMC is the best midseason trade since we got Deion Sanders. Yeah, uh, and that wasn't even a trade. We brought him in free agent-wise. But, yeah, you, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. Um, yeah. Tommy, what's up, man? He says, how – uh, do we make the pass rush better next game? It was sluggish against the this this <laughs> Seahawks. I'm not gonna say what you said. Uh, <laughs> um, you need more help. Samson um is day to day with an ankle injury. So is Juwan Jennings. Both ankle injuries. Both day to day. Kyle Shanahan did say Samson could have came back in. You didn't really blitz a lot. Um, you know if I'm looking at here, let me just. I want to make sure I get these numbers correct. We blitzed five times. The 49ers were fine not generating a lot of pressure against the Seahawks because they weren't going deep. They went deep that one time, uh, and that was it. That was the play where DK beat, um, what's his name, Charverius Ward. But you were having success. And so you weren't stressing your safety, Talanoa Funga. You weren't stress stressing Demo, who had a great game. The 49ers were fine with that. Now, you can blitz more, which usually the 49ers do blitz more. But, yeah, Bosa, first game of his career to have zero pressures. Uh, haven't got to the defensive film yet. That's tomorrow. Now, I will say this for my Patreon members. The NFL sent out uh, for their uh, their All-22 a corrupted file. And so I thought it was just me, uh, but nobody can download it. I talked to my scouting buddies. Uh, they can't download it either. So currently... Nobody, the NFL has not shared the correct all 22 film for the defensive uh, game of the 49ers versus Seahawks. But I have also been told um, from a coach that I know in the NFL that they have been informed that it will be out soon. So uh, anyway, take that for what you will. As soon as that gets up, I'll start it. I have finished the offensive tape, um, loading the second half tape. That's up now. Uh, so anyway, so that's what we got. So Clayton, uh, let's get one or two more comments, then we'll bounce out of here, my friend. Uh, Steven, he says, John, would you rather have the Niners play? Yeah, this one, we talked about that one earlier. Yeah, I, I totally want to play against the Bucks. And again, we are going live tonight on Zoom. So you get to come hang out with us. Um, we need your help. Come on out. This is for Jerry Rice tier and above Zoom meeting tonight at 8 p.m. So we'll catch the last part of the game, and then we'll talk about the 40 hours matchup coming up. So that is tonight, baby. Tonight. It's already been posted on Patreon. The Zoom link's on there. Uh, we'll see you there tonight at 8 p.m. Uh, so we'll get firsthand kind of takes and all that stuff. 
Niners Nation said Cardinals announced their new GM being Monty Austin Ford from the Titans. Hey, Titans have put together some good teams. Uh, love it. Uh, good for them. It's way better than Steve Kime, so that stinks. Curious to see who they're going to bring in as a head coach. Uh, we will see. We will see. But Cardinals, they're going the wrong way, Bill. Wrong way. Wrong way. They're almost massive rebuild. Massive rebuild. So, again, just a couple more uh, reminders on what we got going. Um, here we go. Uh, Niners Nation says, who would you rather resign, Jimmy Ward or Mosley? Ooh. Price is going to be two different points. I think Jimmy Ward's going to get close to eight to ten million. I think Mosley's probably going to get two to four million coming off that injury. So if those were my options, I'd prefer Mosley. He's a premium position on a cheaper rate, but I really want Jimmy Ward to get ten years. It's a big deal to play for the Niners for ten years. You walk into the locker room if you haven't been in there. They have the ten year wall. This is something they see. Forty Nine ers see every day they walk into the facility. Ten year Forty Nine ers. It's a big deal. And Jimmy Ward has embodied that in every way, shape, and form. So I hope both. I hope both. But Jimmy Ward's a very prideful man and deserves to be. And he sees himself as a safety. Pays a lot more money to be a safety. It's probably the last contract of his career. So I I don't fault him at all. Now, tomorrow we will be live on 49ers.com at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Um, Wednesday at one o'clock, we have our live call-in show, Patreon only, where you jump into the show, you ask your questions, we see your beautiful face. Uh, that's what we got. But that's gonna do it for us this show. Shout out to the man Clayton himself, crushed it on the back end. You guys appreciate all the questions, positivity. Love it. If you ever want to reach out to us, 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com. Questions, emails, all that stuff. Otherwise, Twitter at JL underscore Chapman, Instagram, 49ers Rush Podcast, or Patreon. All those options. You can reach out to us. We got you. And again, man, first show, uh, new producer, Trent Poe. Thank you, man. 49ers George 365 and Kilted Niner. You guys are the absolute best. Clayton, you're the man. That's going to do it for us. Man, excited to see you guys at Zoom tonight, 8 p.m. And until then, stay strong, faithful. Mm-hmm.